their lives. I'm asking you to help us now tune our hearing, give us understanding, help us to know this is the most important. Jesus would go out and sit under a tree on the hillside and teach disciples. So I'm asking you, (coughs) work with us in this teaching session. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, look over at your neighbor and just say this with me. It's later than you think. Beg your pardon. It is later than you think. I think it's, uh, if you got to the bottom of it, it would mean we have a tendency to procrastinate because we have time, we think. But yesterday is already gone. And it means you got to do now everything you can to be saved. If you're not safe, it's because you have not given the Lord the opportunity to help you. Here's the subject, structured for the business of ministry. Structure for the business of ministry. Some structure. Write it down. Please, structure for the business of ministry. Structure for the business of ministry. Matthew chapter 28. Pastor, are you able to give me that? Beginning at verse 16. Yes, sir. Matthew 28. Beginning at verse 16. You ready? Then the eleven disciples went into Galilee to a mountain where Jesus had appointed. Jesus has died and has risen and come back to confirm with his disciples he's alive. He's now fixing for the last time to go home to his heavenly father. But before he goes, he commands his disciples to go to a certain place. And there he's going to meet them. Now if you'll see it, it says they went into a mountain that Jesus had appointed them. Give me the next verse, please. And when they saw him, some of them was surprised all right. When they saw him, they worshiped. But, just back up a little bit. But, some doubted. Now, that means that everybody who sees stuff don't necessarily believe it. Yeah. That's why you have to work to make your experience your own. You got to work. Until what you say and do is what you're practicing and what you're talking about every day. 
We got to put together the power and the problem. We got to put together the power and the problem. We got to bring that together. Jesus is on the mountainside, and what he's doing, he is bringing to them what the problem is. Then he's going to tell them what power they will have to accomplish this mission. You hear me now? Next verse. And when they saw him, they worshipped. Here it is. That's all right, 19. That's it. Here's what he wants. He said, go ye. Now, who is ye? Uh, how many ye's? How many years? Now, when he said you, he's talking about you. Uh, put your name there. Because he's telling you, through these disciples, what he wants you to do to be in harmony with what heaven is doing. All right? Go, therefore, and teach. You get that? All nations don't discriminate because of race. Don't discriminate because this is good for everybody. Do we get that? The gospel is good for the young, good for the old, good for the ugly, good for the pretty. God has made it so that everybody has this need and he's called and sent you to earth to make sure they get this message. You have been selected as one of those persons who is to go and teach all nations, baptizing them. Sometimes you don't have time to get back to wait on Pastor Marcus. If you get out there in the streets and you find a home or whatever it may be, sometimes you may have to use a bathtub. But baptism is a part of the process. And so God wants you and me to know that he's giving us an eternal command. It's not going to change. You and I have to live up to this standard. Step it up. Because you, I don't care how you feel about yourself, you are God's ambassadors. You are his missionary. There's some folk around you will get saved because of you. Do you hear what I'm saying? You are the one for this hour and this time. You are the answer to the dilemma we face in Marin City. He didn't put you here. To be defeated. He put you here that you would have a testimony of the good things God does to help his people who call upon him. Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. That's what the scriptures say. If you call him, if you help ask him, if you walk with him, he'll save those around you. That's what he wants you to do. Now, there's nothing more important than being able to sit in the church, 
look across the aisle and see folk you was instrumental in bringing to give a hearing to the Word of God. Now, some of us are happy to make it here. Ourselves, we come in like we're sliding in the third base. You see, oh, you ought to be glad I'm here. But you know what I want to say? I'm glad you're here, but I want you to know one thing. You ought to bring somebody at some time, somewhere, and present them before the Lord because God has given you that mission. Please help me to be calm because I don't have that much energy. See? All right? So here's the thing about this is business for ministry. Now, I've told you on times past, I'm going to say it once again. Ministry is everybody's business. If you don't minister, you don't have appropriate business. Uh, hello. Ministry. And this is the business of preparing to minister. Prepare yourself to minister. Prepare yourself to give yourself so that you don't have to fight yourself. And always be in argument with yourself. Because self will keep you up and down, in and out. Self will make demands on you. You'll be happy today, sad tomorrow. Amen. But God wants you to have some joy in your heart. That's why he wants you to receive him and know he's with you no matter what the situation. How about that? Had some water here somewhere, didn't I? I see. All right. How are we doing? Do you get that? All right. We are preparing for the ministry or the business of what? Ministry. Say it to the neighbor. You're preparing for the, the... All right. Say it again. We're preparing... For the business of ministry. That's our business. Amen? Everybody's business. Nobody is left out of ministry. If you come to God without any fruit, you may be in danger. Especially if what around you, you have failed to affect. You need to know. Now, there are some folk. I know God's love, God's mercy. He's going to forgive some folk. Uh, amen. Because they asked him at the last minute. Hadn't done a thing. But uh, <laughs> sitting like a lump on a log. And then expect God to give him a good, glorious welcome. Amen. And your work is not done. Now, that is not what God is actually saying. He's saying to you and me, you need to be involved in ministry. Now, we've got so many things Jesus never had. I got a new iPad for Christmas. I'm high tech. With a tablet.
I'm going to learn how to put it in the iPad so I can sit down and look sophisticated. Stay with the tablet. (laughs) Preparing for the business of what? All right, lift your hand. Talk to the Lord. Now say, Lord, I'm preparing for the business of ministry. And I need your help. To carry out the task. You promised me you would be with me even to the ends of the earth. Now watch this now. Read this scripture. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of, in the name of the, and in the name. Now, now listen, listen, there's a little bit of a, need here. There are some people called Jesus only. And uh, you'll run into some of them somewhere. And so they believe that everything has to be done in the name of Jesus. Jesus was not selfish. He said, when you baptize, baptize in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the whole family. The Godhead. God is not divided. He wants you to know that they are one. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. When you baptize, call all of them. Now I'm going to say something. Some of you need to baptize some of those young ones at home. I just said something and I got three amens. Some of those children need your hands on them. Not in a brutal way, but in a prayerful way. Put your hands on them. Because when they get about 13, they know everything. And end up knowing nothing. Are we there? Put your hands on your kids, on your brothers, on the little ones, and tell them, thus says the Lord, you are His property. You belong to God, and you need to act like a child of God. Put your hands on them. Get you some oil. Ask the church to pray over it. Anoint folk. Amen? And remind them, you are God's instrument. You have a job to do. My goodness, Lord, help me to hush. Ah. Put your hands on them. Everybody in the household. Charity. Uh, this is not, may not be in the scripture. I'm, no, I'm not too sure. But it said charity begins at home. Now somebody said it. And I think it works. See? So you need to know that just because you're getting by and you're scraping by, you would probably do a whole lot if you had some attention on somebody else instead of just trying to get by. 
Because if you got no interest in nobody but you, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have a problem that you are never going to solve because you're going to be having a pity party for the rest of your life. Poll me. Why me? Hello. You, it's more than you. It's not about you. God want to save you so you can help on the vote. Be baptized in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost. And listen, what the next verse said? Teaching them. Now some of us say, well, Pastor, I don't know how to teach because I'm, I'm not a good teacher. You can tell folk what you told you. What Jesus, hello, when the pastor get up to preach, make some notes. Because that's God talking to you. I'm talking to you for God. I asked God to be present this morning, but I'm going to be his mouthpiece. God wants you to know he has expectations of you. Amen. He wants you to stop those pity parties and start rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, watch this, teaching them to what? Observe all things whatsoever I command you. What you going to tell them? Watch. Have observation. Watch. Don't just sit there and let that world go by. Watch. Make some comparison. You ought to see that some things that happens in this life happens because God is showing you something in a parallel. So if you don't see one thing, you might miss the next. But if you cling to the righteousness of God, he'll give you experiences in the earth that'll match what you believe. And you will be able then, it's called vision. Oh, I'm, 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 let me, I'll catch up with me. You got me, how your notes doing? Then here's what he says. I'm sending you, but lo, I am with you. Now, here's a guarantee. Uh, uh, hello, y'all. Okay, okay. Here's a guarantee. Here's a guarantee. Here's a guarantee. If you go for him, he said, I'm going with you. Guarantee. Hello? You want God's presence? Do what he asks. Amen. Do what he asks. He just, he did asking you something you can't do. Do what he asks. He's asking you to go to those people who think they've got it together and tell them Jesus is the answer. Teach them what God has taught you. Amen. You don't have to know that everything in theology. You don't have to know everything in the 66 books. Just know what he's done for you. Know what you heard the word say. And teach that. Amen? 
That's why we give you a word on Sunday. Share it with somebody. I want you to, you know what, one point, one point in Jesus' ministry. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Point number one. Realize. Write it down. Realize. What did Jesus want you to realize? There's much work to be done, but the laborers are few. A crisis in the economic labor market, spiritually. He said the field is white, all ready to harvest, but the laborers are few. Now, what does that say? I must realize I'm called to labor. I'm called to labor. That's point number one. Next point. Visualize. God wants people to have a vision. I want you to know that that vision should be big enough to cover the field of labor so you can see the big picture and know how to gradually accomplish that field. There's a scripture in Proverbs that said, I went by the vineyard of the slothful and behold, it was all grown over with weeds. I went by the vineyard of the slothful, and behold, it was all grown over with weeds. A fellow one day went out, pulled up the weeds, dug up the grass, Tunnel up the ground, made it soft, planted it, had a great garden. Somebody came along and saw it and said to him, You and God have done a great job. The man said, Yes. He said, But you should have seen it when God had it all by himself. Visualize. That's number two. Get the big idea. We are all on God's payroll. And he promised this. Whatever is right, I'll pay. Do you hear this? Now, we've got plenty of stuff going on today. And some of the people are willing to teach you. How to work at home. They say you can make money at home. Just learn how to do your business and reach out. Amen. Well, God wants you to start at home and then reach out. He's going to pay you. 
Now, there's nothing God asks you to do he's not willing to pay for. Uh, Hello. What did I just say? Nothing God asks you to do that he's not willing to pay for. Brother LeBeau used to sit right over here where Brother Kenny is. He went blind. And he couldn't see his hand before his face. But he would sometimes stop me from preaching. Brother Small? Yes, Brother Blow. I quit the devil. Uh, you know why? Say so he don't pay enough. He, uh, the man is dead and gone, but that's still preaching. Satan going to cheat you out of everything you can possibly achieve. You grab something, you think you got it. And listen, 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 listen. Let me give you a little word of wisdom. This body is under attack. We are under attack. The enemy reminds me of what Israel was suffering from the Palestinians. They gave them a little space at the Gaza Strip so that they'd have a peace area there. So they said, okay, we'll back off, let you have Gaza. Then they come in and set their guns up and shooting missiles over into Israel. They want to pick a fight because they don't think Israel deserves to be there. Sister Michelle knows that. They don't think Israel is a people of God. And Israel is the people of Abraham. See, the Palestinians don't know it. But you see, while they're running around thinking about Muhammad, the Lord gave Israel that land. That's just a little bit of history I want to throw into you. The enemy will set up outside the camp and shoot missiles at you. Amen. But God has now fixed it so America has some pretty good technology. They got something that stops missiles in midair. They got that technology. They got that. See? And so... If, if the world can have that, think what God can do. When Satan begins to put his attacks on you and you are armored, got on the armor of the living God, head covered, hallelujah, breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got on a garment that's going to shield you from the onslaughts of the enemy. How you like my preaching? Visualize. Third thing, mobilize. God didn't ask you to do it by yourself. <laughs> got to find folk you can work with. The theology that I have been so grateful to have is this little simple word where two or three touch 
and agree. In my name, I'm in the midst. God see you get together with somebody and you all have the, uh, the real mindset that you want God's business to get done. He said, I'm in the midst. Now, you and I are going to have to realize that God has made us a definite guaranteed promise that he will be with us. Now, when you read in Matthew 28, he said, I'm with you. How long? How long? To the ends. Did you all hear that? I'm with you. So I want you all to stop fumbling around. I want you to stop up and down living. I want you to find out where you belong. Put your foot down and go to work. Go to work. Bring somebody. Amen. Bring somebody. God has given you that ability. Teach somebody. Amen. If you can't get them to come here, teach them at home. Amen. Some of our young folk out here in the street, they got a gun and ain't got no sense. Got no conscience. And they think the gun is going to protect them. But I got news for you. If you live by the gun, y'all hear me? Get your gun. But don't forget somebody's shooting at you. And they may not miss. I said mobilize. Bring together. Ask for help so you can get the job done. Mobilize. Number, what was that, number three? Number four, organize. Put your organization to work. What I just said, three things. Realize, visualize, mobilize, organize. Last thing, next thing I want to say, energize. Uh It should be empowered by the word of God. Energy is necessary. God knows you can't live in the hot sand desert of spiritual battles without having re-energized yourself. He knows that. So he's saying to you, Energy comes from his presence. He's going to give you not just what you need, but more than what you need. So you can have the testimony, we are more than conquerors. Stop pitying yourself. Stop feeling bad for yourself. Just go to work. Stop struggling all the time. If you are wrestling and struggling all the time... You need help. Amen? Amen. Now, I know we're wrestling because we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. We understand that. But if you're in a wrestling match, you're looking for the best hold possible. So, don't just stand there. Let him get you around the neck. Energize. Number seven. 
Number, what did I say? Number, number six, maximize. Maximize. <laughs> Live up to your potential. What did I just say? Do your best to make every day count. I'm going to be through in a minute. Number seven, sloganize. Sloganize. Find a way to advertise and sell your product. Advertise it. I'm somebody. I've been washed in the blood. And I'm filled with his love. I am a child of God. Testify. Amen. Most folk put up signs to say, I got something you need. So sloganize it. You ought to have some kind of slogan you live by every day. I know I <laughs> No ma'am. Go look for it. Go look for it. Sloganize. Get ready to advertise your effort for God. Look in your you, you, you should find it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Communicate what you're about. I'm about finished. Now, organization defines personal responsibility. When you organize, everybody knows what they are supposed to do. I, I'm going to say it to us on this side. When we organize, it means everybody then discovers what they are supposed to do. You're not just a bench member. Ain't nothing in the book for bench members. We're supposed to all have a seat in the kingdom. And from that seat, we ought to be able to minister life. Anybody who's not saved is dead. So don't expect him to be nice. Want them to act right and they ain't got no right in them. What did I just say? Because anybody that's not saved. Y'all don't believe that? You ought to know why you're here. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm going on for just a couple of comments. Accountability to grow in the favor with God and man. That's what accountability does. It makes you live right before spoke so that you can really be right before God. Don't say, I don't care what they say. 
And you just got through cussing them out. And so they tell the neighbor, this Christian over here cussing. And then when they get back to you, everybody talking about me. There's one woman who sung a song, said, let's give them something to talk about. Talk about love. Hello, y'all. Hello. I, I'm, 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 look, I, I, I'm feeding you what God fed me with. I got an alliteration of peas that I've got to get over to you before I go to heaven. I want to get into those peas if the Lord spares me in our next message. But he wants you to know that this time we need to accentuate our purpose. That's the last word. We need to accentuate our purpose. Accentuate. A-C-C-E-N-T-U-A-T-E. Accentuate our purpose. Huh? Hello. Accentuate your purpose. Some folk don't have enough appreciation for who they are. The devil knows you're worth something. That's why he's giving you a fit. He knows that you potentially will destroy him. So he's going to put up a fight. But you are already a winner. Amen? You are already a winner. So accentuate your purpose.